Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 245, recording this live Friday afternoon, July 31st, 2015. My name is Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv, located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. With me as usual... It is Asif Khan of the Location-Based Marketing Association in Toronto, uh, home of the amazing Blue Jays that are just going crazy right now, doing trade after trade, and uh, yeah, you know, wild card, that's all I gotta say, wild card. Wild card, that's about about it. I would would be okay with a wild card play for the Blue Jays, go Canada? Just just get into the playoffs, and that's all I care about this year. And you never know what happens until next year when the team is dismantled. Um, Now, we are, I gotta say that we are probably about 27, 37 minutes away from the uh, trade deadline, right? Uh, So 4 p.m. Eastern time um, on the 31st. So teams are not dumb, but my Yankees have done nothing. They're going to get a closer. It's okay. But how, how... like this is an odd thing when 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 there's a lot of talent out there to buy and the Yankees aren't buying any of it. Like does this ush, does this this just says something about the ownership? Yeah, the Yankees are waiting for free agency yes. next year and they yeah. want to hold on to their prospects. So. And that's you know, smart. It's like, not their year. Do you know it, what? <laughs> it's not their <laughs> year. <laughs> Forget it. I'm just I, I, did you I was just did you year. look They're about did, to go into a free fall, Rob. Did you look at the standings upside down, man? They're like, about to go into free fall. I just, like first Watch. place Yankees, 6 games. Yes, I, I like the idea that, uh, but this is a departure for those guys. This is this is actually being a smart business, if you ask me. Holding on to your prospects, it's because they absolutely liquidated their prospects. Uh, well, I mean, the there's a time that comes when you got to do it, right? I mean, we've been holding on to our prospects for like 20 years, so yeah, and they haven't done anything. So there you go. They've matured, and then you realize, like, oh crap! You know what our problem? You know what the Jays' problem is? Is that they cannot actually uh, scout good players. Because if they've had so many prospects and so many good picks in the last uh-huh. 20 years, how come they haven't won a damn thing since then? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. There you go. This is this is this week in location-based marketing. Also, All right. this yes. week in baseball. Twib. So, uh, I do have yeah. one, one event to mention. Okay. Why don't we start and there? That, that is a, uh, a Geophedia, one of our great members in Chicago, has a webinar coming up on August the 13th at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so just go to the uh, geofedia.com website and you can learn more about that there. 2 p.m. on August the 13th. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. That's it. Wow. That And by the time you're watching this show, the Retail Loco site will be live with the agenda. Oh, I don't and believe it. You start to buy your tickets and all of that. So uh, get ready for that. I don't believe it. I don't believe you it. Know. Am I going to have to delay the launch of this episode? No. All right. All right. Well, uh, last week was our uh, first experiment uh, of doing a shorter show, a tighter show. Maybe not tighter, but shorter anyways. Uh, we can't get any tighter, so we just started cutting cutting stories. And we're going to do another one this week. And I'm just I'm warning Gary Johnson about this right now. Gary, if you are listening to this, man, we are doing this for your health. We right? are. So pick up the pace. Get where you got to get faster. Forget the one-hour jog uh, to get there. you got to pick up the pace. This is a 30-minute sprint. We're going to get through this in 30 minutes. Just a warning. If you need to take a break... Pause you know what? It, it's hot where Gary is, right? Like he's, yeah, he's you know, he's got to pace himself. He's in Australia. There's, you know, like you can you can dehydrate quickly, and you know, <laughs> we don't want we don't want that to happen, Gary. So, so we're gonna do our best to, you know, kind of just give you what you need uh, and kind of find that nice balance between Doug Bain and Gary Johnson, and somewhere in the middle, you know, there's a 
I don't know, a happy medium. Well, I think Doug and Gary should meet at uh, at Retail yeah. Loco, and we'll, sure. we'll have an arm wrestle to see how long. Now, the, the, you know, Doug wanted us to go short, but uh, but Gary's saying, listen, I can't run that fast. I, you know, I, I need you to be long. Uh, and you, typically we'll come in, I think, between 35 and 40 minutes because we'll have guests and those kind of things. But this is the eternal debate. Do you listen to an episode if it's an hour long, or are you more likely to listen to the entire thing if it's 30 minutes? And and so we're going to do a couple of experiments here. We'd love to hear from you guys. Robin on Tether.tv or Seif at the LBMA.com. Five, five stories, 10 stories, 35 minutes, 65 minutes, guests, no guests. What do you want to hear? Lots yeah. of silence out there. It's so the beauty of the summer, right? You get to play guessing. around. Yeah. So. so we've got five great stories, Gary. Just this is our this is your thirty minute warning for your for your run right now, Gary, Gary, Gary. Just take it easy. Don't overstress yourself. Yeah. But this is your thirty minute warning. We've got five great stories, uh, and Asif is going to roll through some uh, member news. Now the member news is kind of a, a weird thing because these are worthy stories. We're not just throwing them in there because they're member news, but they but they are members of the LBMA. But they're worthwhile stories for you to know. We just we wanted to adhere to five stories, but you're really getting there. You getting go. Eight. All right. All right. So uh, I, I get to kick it off, don't I? You do. All right. The pressure is on to do this quickly. And I'm going to start with our first story. The Nod app. Nod. N-O-D. Anonymous Proximity Messenger is what it's basically called. It is a location-based uh, anonymous text messaging platform. I got it out. You got the nod.com. You download the application. You oh, want... sorry, I was nodding off there. I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you worried about the uh, the language that they're using here? Yes, I am as well. Uh, but it, it is a I, you know the best way to describe it is is that you download. I'll just walk you through the process. You download the application as you would on any app, and I think it's only iOS right now. And you launch it and asks if it's okay to uh, know where you are and track your life, um, even when you're not using the app. You say yes, of course, because that's what you do. And then uh, you can send messages to anonymously to other users that are using the app within proximity to where you are, a short proximity. So it started off with a bunch of guys trying to do this inside of their office. They thought, hey, this is cool. And then they launched the app. And I think that what I, what I really like about this whole initiative is that they launched. They went out with product. They saw a neat idea. They tried it. They understand that density is important here. You can't just have one person like I was sitting in a, an office alone. It doesn't work. Um, but they have a different way of helping you out. And I'm going to explain that in a second. But what I really like about that is the initiative that it took to get this up. But get it up, get it out, especially when everybody's talking about uh, these communication layers that are emerging. Uh, you know, from you know Yahoo just released their video text service um, uh, just recently this past week. So if you don't have anybody that is you know that is using the application in your proximity, it asks for permission to uh, you know to have access to your contact list, and it'll send out an anonymous or a note to your contacts. I'm not really clear on how that's anonymous especially if you're asking me for my contact list so i declined to do that so nobody got a note from me but i'm eager to try this out uh but with it requires density which is that word that we hear a lot about and if it doesn't have density you don't got density you don't got the business but if you're interested you can go to you got the nod.com an anonymous proximity messenger Asif, I got to know, like, do you, do you subscribe to this kind of stuff? Uh, I, I'll give it a try. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll, I'll uh, you know, I'll download it and play around and see, see where it goes. It's probably not the kind of thing that uh, will persist on my phone for very long, No, but I'm certainly going to give it a go. Well, that, that's good. I, and I, I would, if anybody's tried it out there, this actually was well received in Product Hunt. Uh, pro I mean, I think it got about maybe two or 300 ups on uh 
or hunts on Product Hunt, and the feedback was good. So I think that this is something that may, look, it's ephemeral messaging or proximity messaging. Something's gonna something's gonna click here, and and I, I'd like to see how this this progresses. So I'd love to get your, every anybody's opinion on whether or not they they'd use this. So you got the nod.com. All right, our second story, another app. Uh, this time it's called Visor, uh, V-I-S-O-R. Uh, describe it as see what's happening anywhere. Uh, this is an app uh, where basically you can look at what's going on in any location at any time. Crowdsources uh, geolocated images. Um, so it's real-time images that are coming from Instagram and Facebook and other things. Uh, it blends this uh, this capability to sort of uh, listen in, if you will, or, or watch what's happening in a particular place um, with uh, the ability to ask what's happening in a particular place. And we've had that before. Remember uh, uh, our good friends uh, uh, Lenny and such, um, you know, uh, from from Montreal and uh, yeah, uh, and, and a number of companies. So you know, these these things are. I think there there's a there's a value to this type of a of a solution that has a very social um, benefit in terms of understanding what's going on or being able to, you know, Rob can't get to the Bruce Springsteen concert, but he wants to see what's a, what's happening there and the pictures that are coming from it and so on. And so that that has value for sure, without question. Um, it, it, there's nothing unique here whatsoever, however. Um, this is uh, exactly, uh, you know, what Banjo does. We've been talking about Banjo uh, on this show for, what, Rob, five years at it least seems since their inception, since the beginning of this show. So yes. uh, this is this is. I mean, Banjo's been at this for a long time. Uh, in fact, they they have way more uh, source inputs than uh, just Instagram and Facebook. Um, uh, primarily, they've uh, historically been targeting to uh, the news industry and helping uh, you know broadcasters and media companies uh, be able to gather news and understand what's going on in real time. And they've you know started to add a lot more uh, brand. Uh, uh, marketing um, campaign type management stuff and so on. So there's a lot of platforms out there that can do this kind of thing. Even Geofedia that I mentioned uh, with the webinar uh, is effectively in this same space. So it's a growing space um, and it's one that I think that it's going to garner a lot of investment and a lot of importance uh, within the location ecosystem. But uh, take a look uh, Advisor, V-I-S-O-R, and at the same time maybe contrast that to what Geofedia and Banjo are doing. So there you go, the Visor app. Visor, sounds like a you know like a space age company. Yeah. Visor. Speaking of space age, dude, what would you think about an entire city, literally an entire city of driverless cars and robots? I think it's pretty cool. I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see this so bad. This exists. This exists. I guess it's it, it it will exist. It's in Michigan of all places, where they have they've commandeered thirty two acres of the university. Is this University of Mich Michigan? Um, and uh, the Mobility Transformation Center. So they've got thirty two acres of the uh, university's North Campus Research Complex has now been dedicated to basically creating a Hollywood set, but it's populated with with um, driverless cars and robots. Driverless freaking cars and robots to test things like what's the impact of driverless cars on our safety and on our streets and on our cities and the impact. Do they need stop signs? Do they need stoplights? You know, all these kind of things. What happens when a, a, 
a robot pushing her baby robot uh, in a carriage steps out between two cars. How quickly does there is a response time? How, what about blind spots? Not not like you know our our human blind spots, but like but uh, you know radar blind spots or GPS blind spots. And what happens when the when the power goes down and the network goes down? What happens to the way that you'll be able to drive? It's pretty amazing. They have like um, different road surfaces because it's up in Michigan. It, you're gonna get snow. So what's the impact of snow? And which I don't even think that a Google car has ever come in contact with snow. So what happens when snow happens, especially up here where we are, Steve? Mm -hmm. Amazing. So you know different types of uh, roundabouts and curves and stop signs and two-lane highways, one-lane roads, five-lane roads, uh, dirt roads. What? So all of this is actually going to test the impact of driverless cars. Now, the robots are just there to so that humans don't get injured as they're, as they're doing this. But the great thing is that they're opening this up. This is going to be a test bed, I would assume, for all different kinds of uh, automakers that are going to be able to uh, test their cars in this environment. And eventually, I'm assuming that this will become a, you know, a, a stamp of approval or a safety stamp that you've gone through the testing and you've been graded a certain way by by this test i i'm, I'm always amazed at this right like why are we not why have we not done this before like this seems logical instead of doing it in the roads yeah. or in the desert right? it's totally logical and what what i like about it is that it's happening basically in detroit it, it's it's yeah. the you know north american automotive industry stepping up and saying look we want to be at the forefront of this testing and you know the development of these vehicles and the standards around that and you know we're going to work with the universities uh you know in this case university of michigan to you know to embrace this and build and and, and support this so i love that um you know and i'm big fan and big supporter of of what the automotive industry has been doing in location technologies yep. And now in, in kind of testing this sort of Internet of Things, uh, you know, smart cars, smart everything. Uh, and mapping, man. You can't forget yeah. the mapping. And yeah, absolutely. Right. And, you know, last week we talked about, you know, the, uh, the German automotive companies buying, you know, Nokia's here uh, yep. division, right? So um, automotive is big in, in this space. And, uh, you know, I applaud, I applaud their efforts here. Well, what I like about it, they're doing like the buildings as like Hollywood facades, basically. Yeah. And then so they can reconfigure the city that they're creating yeah. here over the 32 acres in any way that in shape that they want. Um, so well, and it's great, right? And maybe even too, you know, maybe Hollywood will, will get involved, right? Maybe Hollywood will use this, um, you know, as the backdrop for filmmaking and, you know, therefore create some, uh, you know, um, some funding to support the, the the expansion and growth of this thing. So that's great. God, I love. It. I can't honestly. I can't wait till driverless cars permeate our lives, and I can stop thinking about driving because I like driving, but uh, I certainly would. I'd love to be able to just send my kids in the car. Go see. Yeah. Your, go see your your uncle. Get in the yeah. car and drive. There you go. It's All right. Called, it's called M City. If I didn't M -City, say that before. That's right. Yeah. And you can find some information about that at uh, mtc.umich.edu. So, because it's done it over at the University of Michigan. Kudos. I like that all it's right. done in Detroit. Makes me feel good. Now, from Detroit all the way across the pond. Wait, wait. Didn't Detroit just uh, ship up uh, David Price to your team? Isn't that why you like Detroit more? He did. Like, they, they you did. you yeah. like Detroit We're because... By the way, uh, I just, uh, I've got my, my, uh, my phone sitting here with the MLB uh, <laughs> oh, app. Oh, God. Of course uh, you do. You know, because it's trade deadline. Yeah. So, yeah. the Oakland A's have just acquired uh, left-handed pitcher Felix Dubrant from the Blue Jays for cash. Oh. So there you go. So they're giving up more pitching. That's seven pitchers they've given away. There you go. Yeah, well, they got to get some money back. They got to pay for some of these guys. Because <laughs> you know what? Anthopolis went. Oh, oh, oh! He went to sign somebody. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, there's nothing left in my jeans. What do you, what, what do you mean? My car's declined. 
<laughs> Anyways. Carry on. You take all right. the next story. So from Detroit all the way over uh, across the pond to China and a uh, jewelry uh, retailer over there called Chow Tai Fook, uh, well-known jewelry retailer. I saw a bunch of these stores when I was over there this year. Uh, they're everywhere. Um, they have uh, done some interesting work in testing beacons. Um, but what's interesting about this is it's not the normal use case of beacons that we're all used to, where you put your beacons out there and then you you know, put the SDK into your app and uh, you try to create a communications channel and all of that. In fact, they just said, you know, forget about that. We're just going to use apps that people already have on their phone. And in particular, they worked with WeChat uh, to do this, an app that many, many, you know, millions of people have on their phone. So uh, the beacons are from a company called Sensoro, S-E-N-S-O-R-O. Um, and uh, they put 237 uh, stores in four cities uh, wired up with these beacons. And then uh, partnered with uh, Tencent's uh, WeChat uh, platform to deliver a, uh, an e-coupon uh, based on when you come in proximity of the store, the beacon picks you up, and then there's an e-coupon there. And if you want to take advantage of it, you actually have to shake your phone to, uh, to reveal the, uh, the offer, if you will. And so there's, you know, there's an actual action required. And you know, I, I'm sharing this story with you, but not because there's anything so crazy unique about it, but the results... Uh, have been published, and that's in itself, you know, um, you know, something of, of significance that somebody's actually willing to get out there and share their data. So they say that um, that they've generated 16 million dollars in sales uh, attributed to this campaign. It ran from February 16th to March 13th uh, during the Chinese New Year time uh, across, as I said, 237 stores in Beijing, Shanghai, Shenzhen, and Guangzhou. Um, and they said that 32,712 customers participated in this program. Uh, average uh, shaking action, an average of uh, 4.76 times, um, uh, you know, per per person. So a lot of activity, a lot of engagement, and net result: 16 million dollars in sales they're attributing to this campaign. That is some serious moolah, people. Uh, and it's coming from beacons and it's coming from WeChat. So, you know, lesson to be learned. It's not, this stuff's not only happening in North America, uh, but it's happening all over the place. And, uh, there's great results, uh, you know, uh, that are coming from certain campaigns. When you, when you take advantage of a platform like WeChat that everybody has on their phone and you're not trying to force somebody to download something, good things can happen. Oh, holy fook. Get yeah. It? Get it? I got it. Right. Chow Tai Fook. I've, I've been holding that in and see if you don't. Know I, I, I was sure like, you have. If I dis if I disagree with a story, you can. I was like, Fook that. That yeah, was my yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I, I hope you're laughing out there if you're listening to this or watching this because <laughs> that that is the the absolute pinnacle of my comedic timing and and, and ability. Well done, Rob. Holy Fook. Holy Fook. Now you and I have both been camping this year, right? Now I have a I have a tent mansion, Asif. It is probably um, bigger than my house. It takes nine of us to to put together. It's got like wow. two rooms and a compartment, a little commode. And I blow up, uh, you know, I, I it's this one that we do car camping, and I you know I plug in this queen size mattress into my car to there blow up, and there I got go. two side tables and a duvet and pillows, and and yet somehow my kids sleep up there, and I'm always the one that sleeps on the thin camping mat that I I, 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 I camp on when we're doing canoeing. But, uh, you know, we're always crammed in and because everybody goes to the same damn camping grounds, right? Like you do, right? Yeah. You go there. You have to book in January to, to be able to, to have, a, a you know, three days in August. 
and they're probably pissing rain and you're next to the guy who's smoking pot all day and drinking beer all night and then you know he's the guy who pulls down his uh, his um his pickup truck and he puts up these two giant speakers that are plugged into this super system and it blasts heavy metal and you're like what are we doing this is not a vacation you're 10 miles from a from a lake or a river that's that's not camping that's torture but now here's a company they've been doing this for a while it's called hip camp and it's and, and it's helping you discover new campgrounds like this that's that's what they do so you know they they list all the campgrounds and you can book campgrounds it's pretty amazing but what they've just done is is they've actually created something called land sharing now what they say is that 60% over 60% of the united states is privately owned and they're saying that it's essential to the future of our planet which is pretty important if you rate things on a scale of importance mm-hmm. planet is important um, and it's essential to our planet that land that this much land remains undeveloped to, to uh, maintain wilderness habitats and corridors that allow plants and animals to thrive and migrate naturally. So, but this is 60% of the land masses owned by people. And, in, and the goal here is to identify those and then put it up so that people can actually rent a little plot of land so that they can go camping on your land. So they saying, hey, listen, Brilliant. give us your land. And we'll put people on your land. You can earn money. And if you have somebody that you know or you have some land, they get a $500 referral fee. So it's going to the... Uh, they they say that they want to connect landowners who want their land to remain undeveloped. And they're going to con- connect those guys with, with uh, responsible, ecologically minded campers. And they actually will help you... Um, draft up all your uh, legal documents they'll give you they'll figure out insurance they'll use their recreation fund to con- uh, for conservation for the land they'll they'll help you turn it into a place where people can camp oh see if i just said that i would have had i wouldn't have had to spend eight minutes that's why go. our shows are so long yeah yes well that is uh <laughs> so true maybe you see if you should just do the news and then i can just do the color it's it's all right it's all good rob hip camp.com and if you're interested in the land sharing you go to hip camp hip camp.com forward slash land sharing yeah why wouldn't you just go and create this as a service that citizens could just you know put their put their land up why why because it's parks canada because they're still wearing polyester Nothing really negative, maybe visor. Nothing new, but nothing negative, if you ask me. Uh, and we gave you an update on a trade, which won't mean anything when you're re- listening to this, because if you're a baseball fan, you would have already known. But right now, we're doing this live. So go. those are the uh, top five stories. Reach out, <clears> Rob, <throat> at untether.tv or cfatthelbma.com. Gary, I hope you are still <laughs> I hope you're still alive. We still He's got still some running. time. Now, on to our member news. We have three, uh, three quick updates uh, from, from members this week. Uh, first is a uh, retailer here in, in Canada, Canadian Tire. Mm-hmm. Huge retailer here in Canada. Never heard of them. Now, nah, you know, they're, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, so last year, they, um, one of the big things about Canadian Tire is, is uh, they're, they're known for their, uh, their financial side of their business uh, in that they have this thing called Canadian Tire Money which is an actual currency. It was a paper currency. So basically you'd go in and let's say you'd spend $100 and then uh, you'd get uh, for every like, I don't know, $100 you spent, let's say you'd get like, you know, $2 in uh, back in, in, in the form of Canadian Tire money. And um, 
so so people would collect this stuff and you could go in and like it's actual real cash that you can use at Canadian Tire for anything. And so people would save this up. Charities would go out trying to collect this stuff and people had a lot of Canadian Tire money. I don't know how many millions of dollars of Canadian Tire money was existed across the country at one point. Well, they phased that out last year and they went to a mobile app uh, version of Canadian Tire money, which I have on my phone and I use. Um, and so just recently they've decided to kind of extend the functionality of this app and so if you're an Android user, which I'm not, but if you're an Android user, uh, Google has this thing called Google Cards uh, and so they're testing this, this function. So basically when you come in proximity of a Canadian Tire store, within 100 meters actually, you're going to see a set of cards that provide information on store hours, uh, your money balance, uh, ongoing sales, things like that. Uh, all being presented as Google cards uh, using the Google Now capability uh, within the Android device um, and, and pulling that data from obviously your Canadian Tire app uh, balance and things like that. So kind of cool. I like that you know a big major Canadian retailer stepping up and trying this stuff and making it happen. Who knows what the results are? I doubt they're going to sell $16 million of stuff like uh, our friends in China, but um, who knows? It, you know, we got to try this stuff and we got to see how it goes if it's going to work. So, Canadian Tire testing in store cards with Google now. Second uh, member piece is our friends at Placed, uh, David Chim's company, the effectively the Nielsen of location, if you will, in terms of trying to measure it. Uh, you might know these guys, we've talked about them for a long time. They've got a sort of uh, consumer, a, a panel basically of consumers that go around and they track their movements and that's how we sort of measure the effectiveness of location stuff. They've teamed up with our good friends at Exad, uh, who we mentioned last week. And uh, they've launched something new called Placed Revenue. So uh, let me explain what this is. So, so where the existing place services have focused on things like attribution uh, and kind of measuring, you know, here's an ad and did it result in traffic to the store. Um, this new piece actually measures the dollars that are spent uh, at that store. So we're actually trying to close the loop now and look at the revenue piece. And so uh, whether they bought something, how much they spent, um, you know, and they do this by pushing a, um, a user survey uh, through, the, through, the, uh, through the app in, in the form of a push notification that they, they directly ask them, you know, did you, know, did you buy something, you know, roughly how much did you spend? Uh, and so they're actually able to get some sort of data on, you know, closing the loop there. So I like this. Uh, good on Placed and XAD for teaming up and, uh, and working together on this. So Placed now has Placed revenue. There you go. And our third piece, um, another one of our members, uh, Wendy's this time, over to the uh, fast food industry. Uh, is testing a new mobile app uh, and this is an app for mobile ordering. Uh, they're doing this in Phoenix. Uh, the testing is running right now uh, and basically you download the app and you can place your order uh, through the app and, and prepay for it. Uh, kind of, uh, it's very similar to um, what we, we talked about a while back with Starbucks and this feature called Arrival Prediction. Uh, so effectively you, you, you download the app, you place your order for Wendy's uh, and you pay for it through the app and then um, you turn on your Bluetooth. And so as you uh, are getting closer to the Wendy's location uh, that, uh, that you want to frequent, uh, it sends an alert uh, to, the, to the restaurant and then they can start to prepare your order. And so that as you pull, pull through the drive-thru or you walk into the store, your order is ready to go and we're saving people time uh, and moving them through faster. So they, they estimate at the moment that this is going to save 30 seconds uh, per drive-thru customer 
Uh, and so I guess over a period of, of a day, that, that could be minutes and minutes and more, more meals served. I don't know. Um, I, I, you know, maybe, you know, I think if you, if you look at that, you know, you know, per day, per restaurant across the entire chain, that's probably a significant uh, increase in revenue. Uh, who knows what that is. But uh, again, I, I think it's important to look at how we use location, real-time location data to you know, foster uh, customer service and, and ultimately drive more people through um, your business, which, which leads to more revenue. So Wendy's testing mobile app in Phoenix for pre-ordering. My, my challenge when we, we start to look at, at these kinds of things, like pre-ordering, especially in, on fast food, is that my initial thought is always this, is come on, like it's fast food, it's in its name, right? Like yeah. they make it so it's fast and, and it's not supposed to be slow, it's supposed to be fast. Um, but then I think, to my own experiences, with uh, up here in Canada, we have Chip and Pin. In the United States, it's emerging. Yeah. But Chip and Pin, that was faster, right? When you, st- you know, we used to have to swipe, and then now we now then you stick your card in with the, the, the with the chip, uh, and then you type in your pin. But now there's the tap and go, right? So all you do is because yep. of NFC, you tap oh, and, and go. Oh, it's great. But uh, you know what? If you would ask me before using that, like, really, come on, do it. How, how much time is it going to save? How much time is it going to save? But it does. It is awesome. It's massive. I, 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 I wish everybody had tap and go. So do I. And I everywhere I go, like, everywhere. I'm all for it. Now, everywhere. And he, here's the thing I know, like, you are not a fast food guy, right? Like, like Rob is super healthy. He won't t- go near a fast food restaurant. I do but not. I do. Uh, you know, my kids, like, they're begging me all the time <laughs> to go to fast food places. So, you know, the number of times. And it happens to me all the time, Rob. Like, you know, uh, like I'm in a hurry and I got to go to one of these places, whatever it is. And I pull into the drive through and there's like 20 people in line, yeah. 20 cars in line. And, and, and now I think about that and I go, well, if I have this app and I'm 20 cars back. You can order then. If I can order while I'm in line through the app hmm. and then get up there and pick it up. Okay. Now that starts to make sense to me, right? Um, like if I can, by the time I get from, you know, 20 cars back to where you are, if I have some sort of pin code that's on the app that I just say, Hey, it's order number, whatever. Yeah. And, and then I just go through to the next window and pick it up. Okay. Yeah. That's great. I, you know, if that, if that's the issue, if that's the challenge, then I'm all for that, man. So a perfect example would have been, I like, I like, uh, like every once in a while, I like have a Dairy Queen shake, right? Dairy Queen up here. Right. So we're coming back from, um, we went up to uh, this place in in, uh, in the valley here called Bonshare Caves, which is a uh, you know a cave yeah. structure. You go in and it's nine stories of cave of rock on, on top of you. And we did that yesterday, just yesterday, just Thursday. And uh, we come through Renfrew, which is a little town uh, on the way home. And there's a Dairy Queen in there. And every time we come through there, we stop by in Dairy Queen. So wouldn't it be great if I had the Dairy Queen app that did that? So instead of waiting in line, I could just go and pick them up. So this is what I start to think is that, holy cow, I use the tap and go. And it saves me time. It saves me convenience. I don't have to punch in numbers. So this, when, when I hear these things, my first reaction is always like, come on, how fast can it yeah. be? But then I think, oh my God, if, yeah. I guess if I frequented it, it would make sense. And there's always examples of those that where it would make sense. So I, I'm i sold on this, man. I, I, if I was into fast food, I would be using this because the least amount of time I spend in line, the better. And I must know that. All right. So that's it for member news. Uh, we, I think we will have a guest back next week, by the yeah, way. Yeah, sweet. Uh, so, yeah. So we kind of, kind of almost like a, you know, back to the normal yeah. stuff, just kind of re rejigged a and, little and, bit. Yeah, you know, faster. Yeah. We're in 32 tight. minutes we're into tight. the episode. We're tight. We're tight. We're tight. tight. I'm, I'm much funnier when I'm under pressure yeah. for time. 
So there you go. All right, so this uh, episode 245, is there anything else that we have to say here? Is there uh, no That's more it. trades? That's it? Update? we got five I, I, minutes until the trade deadline is over. I got so, no more updates. Do you have any updates? I have, I have no more updates. I have uh, I have a mailing list, though, that if you're interested in signing up for, it would yeah. be great if you did that because, it, you know, it's a mailing list. It's free. You go down to Tether.tv, and there's a big box on the top right corner that says sign up with 10,000 other people. If you do that once a week on Sunday, maybe early Monday in the yeah, in the early hours, you'll get a really good newsletter from me that has my thoughts, you know, blog posts that are exclusive to the newsletter for the first little while and a bunch of links in context, including links to all the shows that we do here on Untether.tv. Just go to Untether.tv and uh, and you'll find it there. Any updates? Nope, I'm nope. good. All right. Apparently right. David Price has had car trouble getting to... Uh, he had to a flat days. tire, I heard, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's about it. That's it. It's destined not to happen. Yeah. Best thing about the David Price trade was that he took that picture of his daughter wearing the Blue Jays cap Said I'm ready His to niece. go. His niece. Okay, I'm ready yeah. to go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. That's it. All right, folks. This has been 2:45. We will be back for 2:46 next week. Thank you for tuning in. Asif, have a safe week. Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the Jays. Everybody else, we'll see you next week for this week in location-based marketing. Cheers. Okay.